0: honest you know deep down you're here for more you feel the calling there's something you're here to do but as soon as you start working on yourself life interrupts and you're zapped back to reality You feel like you're stuck in the messy middle the space between being a mom and this deeply profound spiritual being but what if i told you you don't have to choose one side or the other that you can exist in both hi i'm kate i'm a neurospicy, spicy conscious mama human design projector and shaman here to guide you into raising the vibration of the collective one small practice at a time I invite you to let me guide you on this journey of growth, healing, and expansion. I'll equip you with the tools and the resources to be your own healer, to strengthen your discernment and give you the actual tangible embodiment pieces that you can apply in your day-to-day life, in the little moments between making dinner, picking up your kids, or whatever it is for you, because your spiritual growth doesn't have to be another thing on your to-do list. Pop your earbuds in, and let's pretend each episode is our weekly commitment to join each other on my virtual couch for deep conversations about things like how the patriarchy serves no one, embracing your feminine energy in an actual, tangible way, and what it's like to actually break generational trauma so you can know yourself deeply, shed your old self, and move into this new paradigm. Don't let your spiritual growth sit in a box collecting dust in the attic of your mind. Let's navigate it together in The Space Between. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of The Space Between Podcast. I have been loving having so many great conversations with so many of you as you're sharing some of the takeaways from previous episodes. Um, I got a lot of good feedback from last week's episode, how that really hit home for a lot of you. And so I'm really, really loving all of that. So, this is an episode that I've been, I've had in my back pocket. It was going to be one of the launch episodes, but I just felt like it needed to stand alone on its own. I did do a Instagram poll on my stories and this one came out of the gates as a winner. So I'm really, really excited to be sharing more about how to navigate life, um, being a mom, business, whatever that you encounter as an empath. Okay, so before we get into it, there's a couple things that we need to solidify. So first of all, being what is an empath? So an empath is someone that can sense or intuitively feel into other people's emotions. Now, there's a couple of schools of thought around being an empath, which I find really interesting. And it basically comes down to the idea of nature versus nurture. So the first one is, is it an ability that you're born with? Or is it a skill that you learned as a child to be able to keep yourself from harm if you grew up in an unpredictable and potentially harmful environment? Now, I don't have an answer for you, but I do believe that you need to consider both. The narrative that I receive is if it's more of a skill and a protective mechanism, if that is somehow that it's a negative thing. As for the circumstances that that would have stemmed from, obviously that's a, a scenario in and of itself that's unfortunate. And of course, this conversation is nuanced. But the perspective I want to bring to the table is how to thrive in this world as an empath, especially in this day and age. So, as a mom, I feel like it was it really heightened everything for me. Not only were my basic needs not being taken care of as a new mom, which sent my nervous system into overdrive, but then having kids that were highly sensitive as well, um, they're little sponges themselves. And I just felt like it added to all of it. So first of all, how do I navigate this? So I began on my spiritual journey, my healing journey. I didn't even know that I was an empath. That was a big, big Light bulb moment, a big aha for me. Realizing, I mean, there's the added layer of being an intuitive, of being a healer that adds to this. And some of you may resonate with that, some of you may not. Some of you maybe haven't awoken to your gifts and capabilities. I do think that more and more people are waking up to what they're capable of channeling, of doing. Um, So it's a conversation for another day, but that did add an interesting layer to it. So once I started to realize that I was receiving intuitive information, a lot, that I needed to have boundaries in and around that, I could start to filter through the lens of being an empath specifically. So having an awareness around it is really, really important. Starting to notice how you feel. Now, I got into a routine of having clearing practices. And when I got into the habit of having a clearing practice, It helped me realize how much I was really absorbing, right? So when I got in the habit of doing this, and I'll tell you how I did that in a minute, but when I got into that habit, I realized how good I could truly feel. And that's when I was like, wow, I really do absorb a lot of things. I really am a sponge for a lot of things. So I And if you've worked with me in the past, you know that this is something I've recommended for years. I've talked about this, but the idea of getting into a habit, especially most people in my world have ADHD, maybe don't know it, but um, having alarms on your phone. So I got into the practice of having alarms set on my phone a few times a day that would get me into the headspace of reminding me to clear my energy. Now, how did I do this? So first thing you can do is literally just like brushing yourself off. Just the motion of brushing yourself off can be really, really powerful. Okay. Wipe your arms, wipe your front, wipe your back. That can be really, really powerful. Taking a couple deep breaths. And then one of my favorite sayings is to return to sender with love, light, and compassion. And I take a deep breath. And I call my life force energy back now. And I just I just imagined things that were not mine removing themselves from me and my life force energy making its way back to me. And I did this multiple times throughout the day. It's so embodied now that I do it without even noticing it. Okay, When I wake up in the morning, I do it. I call back my life force energy, I drop a grounding cord. Again, go check out the grounding cord meditation, which you can do quickly. It doesn't have to be a big convoluted thing. But I call my energy back regularly. I send stuff back to people. Okay. I do that multiple times throughout the day. Anytime that I'm in a crowded environment. Okay. So after I'm in a group setting, when I'm in a grocery store or whatever like that, when I come out, I'm doing those things in my car and I'm getting in the habit of doing that. Okay. So something that I would recommend you doing is you know, setting a couple alarms on your phone, getting used to doing this, but just start by physically clearing your space. Again, you can use like Sage or things like that regularly, dropping a grounding cord. It doesn't have to be all of these things, you know, pick one and let that be the thing that you run with. Okay. But then what happened is it gave me a baseline to be able to be like, this is how I feel most of the time. Okay. And when I'm feeling off, I go through a little bit of a like checklist, like, okay, I'm feeling an onset of strong emotions. Why? What's going on? And you know, this is nuanced because there's the school of, you know, there's the thought that's like, just feel your feelings, right? But as an empath, as a sponge, a lot of times I'm like, is this even mine? There's been times where I'm like, feeling these strong feelings. And then I'm like, this isn't even mine. So yes, I want to validate my feelings. Yes, I want to just honor how I'm feeling. But more often than not, I'm like, is it even mine to process? Okay. And if you work with me one-on-one or work with me in any capacity, that's always the thing I do is make sure we're in our own energy first, sorting out this energy, right? Making sure we're in our own energy, that we have energetic hygiene, that our luminous energy field is not inundated with other people's stuff, that we're in our, our own energy. Okay. So that's the thing is to just make sure that you are playing within your own energy field, and you're not taking on other people's stuff. Okay. So when you get into reg- regular energy clearing practices, um, it really, really can help with that. Okay. So that's my tip for you. Set your alarm, get into the practice of clearing your energy, sending it back, calling your energy back. Um, and again, I'd love to hear if you start doing this, send me a message on Instagram, you can send me a voice note below on SpeakPipe, and you can let me know how you're feeling with this. Okay. So that's the first thing. Um, when, add in the layer of having kids and I'm making sure I'm doing regular energy clearings of them as well. Um, something I'm kind of not embarrassed, but like something I never thought to do, which I started doing recently, is clearing my vehicle. Um, I know that's like, I I felt kind of like, really? Like you haven't thought to do this yet? Um, when it gets clean and stuff like that, but I'm just making it more of a ritual, more of a routine to sage, to clear that energy to use my rattle, um, my shaman rattle in there and just make sure that I'm clearing that space, introducing more crystals into my vehicle because my kids are coming home from school. I'm picking them up and um, there's a lot of energy floating around my vehicle. So I got into this practice of doing this and I've noticed a huge difference. So just a little thought for you as well. Um, If you are picking up your kids from school, just to make sure that that's a space that you're clearing as well, because it does make a difference. So um, my middle one is quite the sponge. So he brings a lot of stuff home. So I really have to make sure that I'm helping him to clear his energy. Um, Another thing that I always like to step into is, of course, baths or showers are a really great way for them to clear um, and, and for myself as well. The other practice of course is my grounding cord. I do do that often. I'm dropping a grounding cord when I'm feeling a little bit more inundated with things. I will cut a grounding cord and drop another one. So that's another thing as well. So another thing I want to talk about quickly is boundaries. So boundaries and knowing your limits. So limiting outings um, and knowing what I have the energy for, I also know what's going to drain my energy. I know what's going to be an energy leak, and that I need alone time to recharge. Now, that's specific, something specifically that I need. I know that I need alone time to recharge, uh, recharge, and I don't um, make that mean anything. Like as a mom, that was something I had to like go through. Like we're just taught to just give, 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 and it's so ridiculous. But um, that's something that I do without question. And it's something that I communicate with my kids and encourage them to do as well, is to really make sure that you're doing what you need to do to recharge. And so when it comes to limiting my outings, I've noticed this, like the more growth you do, and the more aware that you are I just become more sensitive to things. I was actually talking to my therapist a few months ago and I said, I just don't want to be around. Like it's so so dense and there's so much shifting collectively right now. And I don't want to go in to the store. I don't want to be around a lot of that dense energy. And she's like, well, why do you think that witches live alone in the woods? And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. Like I really... um, I really just sometimes can't be around all of it. It's it's hard to be inundated around that. And so remembering if you're, you know, in a situation where you do need to be in and around more people than you maybe choose to do or would would choose not to do, you know, you can put that little protective bubble around you that imagine yourself in a little sleeping bag. One of my mentors used to tell me about that about putting yourself in a sleeping bag, and then doing energy clearing practices after that. So but doing what you can to limit that if possible. You know, I order my groceries online. They come into my door. It's something I didn't have the privilege of being able to do prior to where I'm living now. But I'm so, so grateful for anything that's going to help to limit my interaction with maybe more energies than I care to be around. Um, Obviously, this is nuanced, right? We don't want you to become hermits and not be around anyone because... It's, it's a lot, right? But just another thing to consider is what I want you to step into is where are ways that you can limit energy leaks, where you can limit ways um, where you're going to be absorbing other people's energy that maybe isn't what you want to be around. And again, the power of being around those that are supportive, that is an energy you want to be around, right? It's always the other side of the coin I want to remind you to put yourself in spaces and places where you're around others that breathe life into you. A conversation I wanted to have with you, a few little tidbits and tools and tips and tricks to share with you. If you have any questions for me, again, please reach out. I'm excited to enable you and equip you with some of these things. I hope that it helps you to feel more empowered on your journey, again, even just to start noticing, doing regular energy clearing practices, and I'd love to know how it makes you feel. I hope this was beneficial to you. Please reach out to me again on SpeakPipe or Instagram, and we will chat with you again soon. Thanks. Bye.